And this year on Culture File, what are the places into which large language models shouldn't creep? Or are there any places chat GTP shouldn't get? Jennifer Walsh has some ideas in her latest Things Know Things. Christmas is over, the grand stretch has begun, and we find ourselves in the third year of the chat GPT era. Since its introduction in November 2022, OpenAI's large language model has been used for a wide array of tasks. Students have used it to write essays. Lawyers have used it to draft largely inaccurate but entirely persuasive-sounding legal arguments. And this Christmas, apparently children used it to draft letters to Santa. The use case which sticks most in my mind, though, from the last year is ChatGPT's increasing involvement in weddings. Much of this is simply AI-powered wedding planning. Couples have been using ChatGPT to generate wedding themes and colour schemes, to draft wedding budgets and venue lists, to book hotel rooms and manage invitations. More remarkable, though, is the fact that many brides and grooms have been using ChatGPT to write wedding vows, wedding speeches and love letters to their would-be spouses. I understand that this may strike some as ethically dodgy. The idea that a bride or groom would use AI to help them write one of the most heartfelt, earnest speeches they're going to make in their lifetime is grounds for divorce for many. But... I have a feeling that over the coming years, we're going to be seeing a lot more of this and that it won't be considered cheating, but a form of care. Why do I think this? Because coming up with text you will read aloud during a public ceremony is difficult and stressful for many people. It always has been and it always will be. And the fact that people might use AI to help them do this should be a surprise to no one. Some years ago, a friend of mine was getting married. She phoned me up 48 hours before the wedding and asked if I could do the happy couple a favor. Could I read a poem during the ceremony? Sure, I said, I'd be honored to. Great, she said. Pick whatever you like. I'm sure you'll come up with something really beautiful and special. I spent the next day and a half in a total panic, tearing through every poetry book I had. Beckett, Plath, Ginsberg, none of it in any way suitable for weddings. By sheer luck, the night before the wedding, I had to bring a family member to A&E. As we sat in the waiting room, the film Patch Adams was playing on the TV. Patch Adams stars Robin Williams as a doctor who dresses as a clown and believes in the healing power of comedy. It's based on a true story. In the film, Williams recites a sonnet by Pablo Neruda to the woman he loves. I think enough time has now passed that I can admit that the poem I read out the next day at my friend's wedding was the sonnet that Robin Williams recites in Patch Adams. And it went over fantastically. 
The bride and groom were thrilled that I had picked something which they felt reflected their love. I was applauded for my sophisticated literary taste. Everybody was happy. And so I just smiled and didn't mention that it was a poem I had jotted down on the back of a leaflet about solvent abuse while watching a Robin Williams film in the A&E waiting room. Was I wrong to do this? Should I have instead spent every one of those 48 hours before the wedding desperately looking for the perfect poem? I have no regrets. The end result was heartfelt, no matter how I got there. Striking the right tone, saying the right thing is difficult. We consult greeting card websites to advise us how to draft messages to bereaved colleagues. We read etiquette guides to learn how to write thank you notes, toasts and eulogies. Using AI to draft wedding vows is nothing new. It's simply the latest version of that guidance. I don't view it as cheating. What matters most is that we want to say something beautiful, that we want the people who will hear it to be happy and that we're willing to use anything at our disposal to make that happen. Jennifer Walsh there with her latest Things Know Things, previous editions of which you can find on all the podcast places, as well as on the Culture File pages on the Lyrics site. Most recently up there is a special edition of the Culture File Weekly, A Bigger Cloud, featuring Tygo Sullivan and his cultural history of ignorance. Just like last year, you can follow Culture File on Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, as well as the site formerly known as Twitter. 